God that will come upon us that has never been upon us. Oh God, and let your will be done in our thoughts and in our deeds, almighty God. We praise your name, oh great God, for your name, oh God, is worthy to be praised. Jesus, there is none like you. Jesus, we worship and adore you. Jesus, we magnify your name. Jesus, we are so grateful and thankful for the revelation of your name. Oh God, have your way in this place. Have your way, almighty God, in our lives. Open up the scriptures to us tonight that we will receive revelation, that we will receive understanding, that we will receive the word of God in our heart and the word will take root and grow and produce good fruit. We give you all the praise, oh God. We give you all the praise, oh God, for there is none like you. 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 And we bless your name. Lord, you're good, your mercy everlasting, your truth endure it unto all generation. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, have your way. As we give you the praise and the honor. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord tonight. Come on, the Lord is good. Love him tonight. Bless him with a praise, with a shout, with a hand clap. Just give him honor and praise. He deserves all the honor. He deserves the praise. There is none like Jesus. He is the great I am. He is our God. And we praise him. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, There's a little song that, that they sing that says, we've got the devil on the run. And oh my God, when God is working in you and God is working through you, believe me when I tell you, you got the devil on the run. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him deceive you in making you think that he got power over you. For the devil don't have power over you. God has baptized you with his spirit and he says that you have power over the power of the enemy. And you need to know that and know you got the devil on the run. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Daniel chapter 10 is where we take our text from tonight. Daniel chapter 10. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 10, verse number 10, and behold, and hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palm 
of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Church, we don't need to go any further too quickly right now. I want you to let that soak in. God said to his man, Daniel, he says, he sent his messenger to tell Daniel, oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved. You can take out Daniel's name out of that and say, oh, Joshua, a man greatly beloved. Oh, Sylvia, a woman greatly beloved. Oh, Donovan, a man greatly beloved. You got to know that God loves you more than you can ever understand. You got to understand that God sees you and God loves you like you won't understand. We need to understand that. So when anything begins to happen, we got to know the one that loves us more than anyone else. I know your parents loved you or they love you. They're still living. I know your parents care deeply for you because God used them to birth you. But I have to let you know your parents don't love you like the Lord loves you. You better get that in your heart and in your mind. And even when your parents love you, they still made mistakes with you. Not that they were trying to do wrong by you, but they can't help themselves because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're not perfect, and so we're going to make mistakes in how we raise children. But God Almighty is perfect, and when he says he loves us, it means he loves us and he cannot make a mistake with us. So everything that transpires in your life as a child of God just understand, the one who loved me more than anybody else is looking at me. And he has my best interests at hand at all times. And regardless of how much I think I'm going through some difficulties, regardless of how much I think that things just is not working for my good, regardless of how we may think, you have to understand that as a child of God, that God loves you so much that you cannot even comprehend his love. And so the love that your parents, the person who you think loved you the most, I want you to think about them. God loves you more than them. It's not even close. It's not even close when you compare the person who loves you the most with God who loves you. It's not even close. And so he says, oh, Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Verse 12. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. Man, I don't even know if I can get through this text right here. He said, fear not, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Why? For from the first day that thou did set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. If God says he greatly loves us, 
and we know that's true. Then he's backing it up by saying from the day you set your heart toward him. From the day you humbled yourself before him and begin to call on him. He says from that day, the very first word you uttered, I heard you. I heard you. Oof. Mothers that have given birth. When that baby make any little sound. Baby monitor or no baby monitor, you know. And again, when you compare yourself to who God is, which you know and I know is no comparison, just think about that. Think about how much he's listening to us. Think about how much he hears us. Verse 13 says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which stood me one and 20 days, 21 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. I want to talk to you tonight, teach, preach, discuss, share with you on this topic. Prevail in prayer. Prevail in prayer. We've been talking about prayer for the few weeks. Whenever I get a chance to minister to you on Thursdays, We've been talking about prayer. As a young man, possible maybe about 15 or 16 years of age, Daniel and three of his friends were carried captive to Babylon. Daniel served under two Babylonian kings, Nebuchadnezzar and one Belshazzar. Oh, now there's two Belshazzar there that were, you know, Daniel had the name. After a while, but we're talking about this evil king here. And two medium Persian kings of Cyrus and Darius. By the time his story in the book of Daniel closes, he was probably in his late 80s to early 90s. Just think about that. 15, 16 years old. And by the time the book closed of Daniel, he was late 90s. However, while Daniel was in captivity, while things just weren't working all that well for Daniel, Daniel's prayer life was still vibrant despite great difficulties. Church, when you get into a relationship with God and you come to know him, I pray you don't get offended by the things I will say tonight. I pray you understand everything I say here tonight is to help you, not offend you. And understand this, in this hour especially, when you are facing challenges, when you are struggling with the things of this life that you're, you have to deal with every day, you have to make sure you have such a relationship with God that your struggles don't make you quit. 
that your struggles don't make you just complain. That your struggles don't make you don't want to live for God anymore. You got to have such a relationship with God that when the struggle comes, you say, God, I don't care what's going on around me. You need to, what we like to say, you need to black out and just get on your knees. You need to black out and get down and begin to pray and says, I don't want to know nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. I'm going before Jesus in prayer and I'm just going to call on his name. I am not going to allow the circumstances to cause me to give up. You got to guard your soul against that because that's the pressure that you will feel in these days. You'll feel the pressure of feeling like things are not working out and, and God is not doing what he said he would do and, and, and things are not working out the way I envision them working out. And so you don't want to come to church and so you feel like, hey, I just might, I need to take a break or I need to quit or I need to give up or something. I'm here to tell you, please get a relationship with God, that the rougher it gets, the more you just get on your knees, the more you black out and says, I don't have nothing else to say, I don't have no place else to go, but in the house of the Lord, but getting on my knees and praying and saying, Jesus, you're all I've got, you're all I've got, Jesus, and if I can't make it on my own, then I know the only way I'm going to make it is with you. Too often in this day and age, so many people are being challenged because we're in the 11th hour. Jesus is about to return. And because of that, the struggle becomes even more real. Because of that, our circumstances feel like it's pressing up against us. Because of that, the world is really trying to entice us to say, come on over here. I won't let your life be so hard. The world is telling you, I won't let your life be so hard. And some of us are getting seduced by the world telling us your life won't be so hard. Church, uh, can you take it from a, a worldly expert, a once worldly expert? Even in my good times, I woke up with hangover. Now they tell you drink a lot of water and, and you won't get such a bad hangover. It's still a hangover. The world will make you think that it's all good. And when you step your toe into it, uh, when you get involved with it, you'll realize it ain't that good. But it's coming at you and it's calling you. And so what what the devil is trying to do is as God is working his plan in your life. And because God is not in a rush, somebody say God is not in any rush. God is not in any rush. The devil is trying to make you think that God is not working. Because God is not in any rush. The devil is making you think that God don't care about you. Because the devil, because God is not in any rush. The devil is trying to trick you to give up and walk away from God. But he told us his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So when you start thinking, oh man, help me in the ear tonight. When you start thinking the normal way and you're saying things are not happening, why isn't things working like this? Please get smart. Get some godly wisdom and says, that's because that's not God's way. The way you think is comfortable. The way you think is the right way. When you're thinking like that, just stop yourself and says, wait a minute. That's my way. That's my way. 
That's what I desire. That's what I think. And that's not God's way. And if you will get yourself to a place like that, then you will just keep on moving when these challenges come. Daniel's prayer life was vibrant despite the difficulties he had to deal with every day because he was living in a land of captivity. He was captured. How many of us are living in captivity like Daniel was? And our prayer life ain't vibrant. So at this particular time, as Daniel was praying, he had a visitation by an angel of the Lord who said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before the Lord, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. The Lord heard Daniel from the very moment he decided to seek God's assistance. That should inspire us, church. That should inspire us that from the very moment we seek God, he heard us. I want that to get into your spirit because we think that because God don't respond right away. Listen to me. If God is really God, he will not respond to you like he your peon. He is not your peon. He is not your servant. He is not your go get this and go get that. That's not what he is. So when we pray and he doesn't respond right away, why do we think he didn't hear us? Because he didn't run, come, and just do something right away? God ain't raising no babies. He raising some mature adult people. That's where he's trying to get us to. And he's trying to raise some mature adult people and not babies. Not, not people that, that, that are going to stay in a state of babyism. <laughs> just gave you a new word tonight. Yeah, because I know y'all going to say, you heard what he said? Yeah, I heard what I said. God hears us from the moment we turn to him and call out to him for help. The moment God heard from Daniel, an answer was sent by the angel. Now understand this. The way how Daniel's situation was with Daniel praying and God hearing him and God sending the angel to him. This is not always the case. But in this particular case, it was. So don't think every time you pray, God got to send an angel to give you an angel to give you an answer. We know that that's not how it go. But there are some times where that's how the answer will come. In this case, that's how it was. But as the angel was bringing the answer, hell fought the messenger and kept the answer from getting to Daniel. That answer was coming. It took 21 days to get there, but it got there. But understand that it was held up. I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. But can I tell you, sometimes our answers are held up not by an angel that is trying to stop us, not by a, a, a demon. Our, our, our answers are held up sometimes and we're not hearing the answer that God has sent us sometimes. You know why? Because we have allowed the influence of the devil to get us to go outside of the will of God. So sometimes we pray, Sister Stacy, and say, God, hear me. I need your help. And God said, answer coming. 
And the answer didn't get there right away. And so we allowed, because the devil, he's trying to get you to get out of it. He don't want you to be blessed. And so when you, the Lord said the answer and it's coming right away, you know, when we don't get it, we start saying, we start whining and complaining. Devil start feeding you stuff. And you step out of the will of God and start doing your own thing. Answer come where it's supposed to come waiting for you to grab it and you can't get a hold of it because you stepped out of the will of God. So a lot of times it ain't no angel that's holding up our answers. A lot of times we've prayed and God is sending his answer, but we have stepped out of the will of God and we can't hear the answer. Here is something to think about because the answer of Daniel's prayer didn't come immediately, guess what? He kept praying. Brother D, you hear me always tell this church, church, learn the ways of God. Don't get, get emotional when, you know, the word says this so you get mad or the word says this so you get glad. Learn the ways of God so you can know who he is. And you will understand that if he's sovereign, if he really want the answer to come straight to you and not be held up. Come on, somebody help me in this place tonight. Don't you get distracted in thinking that the devil can stop your answer if God want to get it to you. So if God is sending an angel with your answer and that angel got held up, it's because God allowed it. He is sovereign. He's all powerful. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. And God can do what he wants to do. If you allow an angel to get in your way and stop the answer, that's because he wants to. So knowing the ways of God, as I have studied, I realize he wanted Daniel to keep praying. (laughs) But we don't like that kind of stuff. That's not the stuff we like. We want when we call on the Lord, he says, here I am, like he's some genie in a bottle, like he's some servant to us. God ain't our servant. He's not our servant. He's not our bellboy. But why do we treat him like that? Like every time we ring the bell, come on, Lord, come on. He's almost, here I am. That's how we live for God. Like that's what he's supposed to do. Well, when you do that, you're going to be disappointed a whole lot because that's not how God operates. He is sovereign. He's all knowing. He knows everything. Right. So don't you think that he knows when to send the answer, when not to. He knows when to come and when not to come. We don't know more than he knows. So when we get all upset and get all worked up, it's because we're ignorant. God didn't send, the answer didn't come right away because it got held up, but God didn't step in. He allowed all that nonsense to go on. Uh, Let them go ahead and dabble out whatever they're trying to dabble out. Because all things work together. Y'all forgot that scripture? All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And Daniel loved God, and Daniel is called according to his purpose. So God says, all right, let let them go ahead and battle with the answer, because guess what? It's only going to strengthen Daniel. Daniel will benefit from this. They can go ahead and battle it all out. Guess what? Daniel is more important to God than them angels. Oh, somebody help me in here. Daniel is more important to the Lord than those angels. So when they were battling out, the Lord knows if this is going to work for Daniel's good.
Then let it go ahead and go on. Uh-huh. 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 The Lord will sometimes allow the answers to our prayers to be delayed to keep us praying. The Lord will allow the answers to our prayers to be delayed to keep us praying. To keep us on our knees. To keep us trusting him. To keep us right where we need to be. This is why I'm trying to tell you, please, I'm begging you, church. Don't get frustrated and upset with God when God don't answer you right away. It's not to make you mad. It's not to drive you crazy. It's not to make you feel terrible. It's to get you stronger than you are. So he's trying to get you strong when the answer don't come right away. He's trying to get you to stay locked in. He's trying to get you to focus because our focus and our attention span goes so quickly that he has to do other things to make us stay focused. So I got a message for you, church. Keep prevailing in your prayers. He doesn't want you to stop praying. And sometimes the way he does that to keep you praying is by delaying your answer. Because if he let the answer come right away, you become a spoiled brat. And when he don't let the answer come right away, the next time you mad and you walk away from church, keep on praying. God has your answer coming. Daniel's conversation with the angel reveals to us the important fact that there is an invisible war going on in the realm of the spirit between the forces of evil and the forces of God. For three weeks, Daniel had been praying for, wis for, for wisdom to understand the vision he had already seen, but the answer to the prayer was delayed. Why would the Lord not immediately answer the petitions of his beloved prophet? Because the prince of the kingdom of Persia, an evil angel, had attacked the angel of God bearing the answer. This evil angel was assigned to see to it that the king of Persia did what Satan wanted him to do. So listen to me carefully. There are nations... And territories that evil spirits are assigned to that they may rule over that nation or territory which include using the leaders of that nation or territory so you got demonic forces that's ruling over nations and territory but the simplest way for them to do that is to influence the leaders of those territories and nations. That's how they do it. So you're wondering what in the world is going on. So that's one of the reasons why this country have, have kind of been blessed and have made it to this point. Because remember how this country was established. People came here to practice freedom in their faith in God. 
That's why this place was started. Never forget that. We might be all messed up now, but the origination of this land was people saying, we are going to a place where we can practice what we believe in our God. If y'all don't want us to practice that over in England, if y'all don't want us to practice it over in Europe someplace, we're going to a land where we can call on the name of our God, where we can praise him and worship him freely. And that's why America was established. I don't care where we are today. But that's how we were established. That's how we were established. And so while the devil is trying to do some cruel things even here and influence leaders, there's still a remnant in this nation because of how it got started. There's still a remnant in this country because of how it got started. You want me to show you something simple? Probably not even our government could explain in this country. Because of how it got started, isn't it interesting how most of the wars that goes on all around the world, what does this country do? We always get in, not to flex our muscles, but to try to bring some kind of resolution. That's usually why we get involved. Now, there's always going to be, don't get, don't, you know, you, know, you all want to get into everything. There's always going to be people that's all doing crooked stuff underneath. But I'm just saying, for, for what the overall picture is, this country, when we get involved, we get involved to bring resolution. That's what, because, again, how we got established, that's the kind of way we're supposed to be. Now, we've had many people that have gone into leadership that have been influenced to do wrong, but there's still a remnant. There's still a people of God. And then you want to top it off with this. This country has sent more people into the missionary field than any other country in the world. Because there's still a remnant of why this place was established from the very beginning. But the devil is doing his best to try to rule over your life. And the way he rules over your life is influencing the leaders of our nations and territories. He influences their mind to think and make laws that will be against the church. That's why he does it. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. We don't like to talk about the devil because we think he's not real. We want to believe he's not real. So we don't like to talk about him. Uh huh. For we wrestle not. This is the Bible in case y'all forget. We're reading the Bible. <laughs> For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, uh -huh. Against rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in. You see what I'm saying? So these evil spirits are ruling in high places. Whether it's prime ministers or governors or kings and queens. Whatever they are, whoever they are, leading their nation and territory. The devil is trying to make his way in so he can influence their decision to make it hard for the church. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So guess what? We are living in the evil day. 
So your struggles and your challenges are not supposed to be some kind of, you know, you know, new thing to you. It's not supposed to be some kind of surprise. We're living in the evil day and the devil is trying to do his best work to get you to walk away from God, to get you to stop trusting God, to get you to stop believing in God. God is trying to do what he does and what he does is build up your faith. What he does is build up your trust in him. What he does is train you to be who you need to be. And so don't you get upset and get mad. When God don't bring the answer right away. The ruler of Persia had shown great kindness and mercy to the Jews in allowing them to return home. And Satan was against that decision. Uh huh. Uh huh. God also had plans for Greece, and Satan wanted to interfere there. One reason why God command his people to pray for those in authority is so that God's will, not Satan's plan, might be fulfilled in their lives. The destiny of more than one nation has been changed because God's people prayed fervently. This is why it behooves me when we're sitting around arguing about politicians. What they say, when parents fight, kids are more affected by anything else. The kids are more affected by the parents fighting, not the parents. The parents can put things in perspective and do what they got to do. They can bear it through. They can be tough. But kids are influenced. They're impressionable. You, you can, you, you, they can be, you know, the impression that you, you leave them can be a lasting one. And so when, when, when mother and fathers fight, it only affects the children more than anything else. Well, when the people that leads us, when we're all, I'm on this side and I'm on that side, when we're doing that, we get affected by it. We're crazy. I look at how crazy we are sometimes Christians. We're over here talking about how much we Democrat and how much we Republican. I'm like, what is wrong with us? Okay, you stay on your Democratic Christian side. You stay on your Republican Christian side. And let's see who wins. Let's see who come out on top. Because nobody ain't coming out on top. We're fighting. As Christians, I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican in the office. Lord, we need your favor in this land. We need you to touch our president. And we need your favor. Will you give our president guidance so the church can prevail, so the church can thrive, so the church can do what it needs to do in this earth? Lord, influence their minds to make decisions that are favorable toward the church. I don't care who they are. I don't care who leading us. That's what we're supposed to pray. Not sitting back on social media arguing about which side we're on. What are we going to accomplish that way? Help us, Lord. Demons and angels, they're used in different ways, I tell you. Just like they're demons, evil spirits that tries to prevent us from receiving our answer to prayer, there are angels of the Lord who has been assigned to be the answers to our prayers so our prayers can come to us. So in case you don't notice, some of you that who don't know, 
We know that when Lucifer sinned, a third of the angels went with him. But that still left two thirds. A third went with Lucifer. That leaves two thirds. So what that means is for every demon, there is two angels of God. That's what it means. So just like those evil demonic spirits can try to go and do wrong, we've got at least two angels that can go and combat that. So you don't have to worry about that. We're looking at this to understand it, but we got to realize ultimately the sovereign God is in control anyway. He's the one pulling all the strings. Watch this. Watch, we've we've read in Daniel how evil spirits hindered, slowed down, delayed God's answer to Daniel. 21 days it delayed him. Delayed it, didn't stop it. Don't forget that part. They delayed it, they didn't stop it because they can't stop it. And if God didn't want them to delay it, they couldn't delay it either. But I want you to be excited about understanding What we do have, because the devil got a way of making you thinking that you less than the devil has a way of making you believe that you don't have enough. (laughs) The devil has a way of making you think that it's better on the other side. But let me tell you this in Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, the Bible says, but to which of the angels said he at any time? Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Watch 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? If you're a child of God, Josh, you became a child of God tonight. You got the stamp on you. Jesus baptized you in his name. And we thank God for that. So here is what I have to tell you. Because... You are heir to salvation because you're heading towards eternal life in Christ. Guess what? Angels, angels will minister to you. Angels will will defend you. Angels will be a support to you. That's what this scripture is saying, that angels, they have come to help and assist those of us who are heirs to salvation. So if you're a child of God, this is why I was just talking, this is the idea to see like, I feel bad for us sometimes as Christians how we, we worry about trivial things. We, we, we act like God ain't God. We act like there's not two angels to every one demon. We act like God hasn't given us his spirit, his power. We act like we don't have the word of God. We act like we don't know we can utter and declare the name of Jesus. We act like we have no power. What is wrong with us? And then we're worried about what can go wrong. Oh, you know, I I don't know. Listen, I'm not calling death on me because I know my wife and my kids will be mad at me. I'm not calling death on me. But I'm just telling y'all, when you living for God, when it comes, it comes. I'm not worried about it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not running from it. I'm not hiding from it because I read my Bible a long time ago. One of the first scripture I read was in Matthew. What it says, brother D, it says, for whosoever shall lose their 
Y'all must be out of your mind. I read that when I was a young Christian. For whosoever will lose their life for Christ's sake shall gain eternal life. I'm living that scripture, baby. And if I give my life and lose it for Jesus, I ain't worried about nothing else. Did you surrender your life to Christ? Did you give your did you lose your life for Christ? Because if you're trying to defend your life, you never gave it up to Christ. Don't get me started. We acting like we never gave it up. We just act like we just got baptized in water. We got the spirit and we walking around still think we gotta protect our life. What is wrong with us? If you gave your life for his sake, then why are you trying to defend it and protect it? God says, I will defend you. I will protect you. I will take vengeance for you. Why are we trying to protect our life? Live for God. Give God everything. trying to defend all of this stuff and worrying about this and worrying about that. I'm, I'm not worrying about this and that, Brother D. I can't. It don't make good sense to say I surrender to God and I'm worrying about every move. Then what kind of God I got? He must not be omnipresent. He must not be omnipotent. My God must not be powerful like he say he is. My God must not be present everywhere like he say he is. Because I'm running around talking about, oh, I got to be careful. God will defend me. God's going to protect me. And when he says, son, well done, I say, thank you, Jesus. When my time is up, it's up. When my time is up, it's up. When your time is up, it's up. Because God knows what's best. Church, church, I didn't do this. I wasn't a young person sitting around saying, yeah, man, one day I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be living for God. I'm going to heaven. I never sat around and thought a day about being a Christian, living my life, talking about I'm going to heaven. I never thought about that, Brother D. I never thought about that. All I thought about as a young person was what kind of job I want to work, how much money I want to have, and, 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 and how I want to live when I get grown. And God was never in that picture. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Because I got to this place, Ethan, I am an overachiever. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. Because I never counted God to be a part of my life. And because today God is so, he is in my life and taking over. Guess what? I am an overachiever because I'm getting something that I never thought I would. As a matter of fact, I'm getting the best thing that could ever, I could ever get. And I never thought about it. And you want me? To be worrying about all the other stuff. Y'all must be crazy. It must be crazy. I'm overachieving. I've got something I never planned for. I never thought I would get. And now today, I'm walking in the Lord. I'm living for Jesus. I have a promise. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful, church. I'm so thankful. Whatever God 
Let him do it because I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I have what I never thought I could even have. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is why I talk the way that I talk, because I realize I got something that I never thought about. I've got the best thing any human could ever get, and that is a relationship with Jesus. That is to be pointed heaven bound. So if you want to still think you hadn't achieved anything when you're a Christian, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. And that's why I can say today, if he take me now, it's okay. Because I never thought I would be going to heaven. I never thought about heaven. All I thought about was what I would have, how I live my life. That's all I thought about. And today, live for God? Are you kidding me? And I'm supposed to worry about anything else? I'm living for God. You tell me what ambition you have that's greater than living for God that will profit you what God can give you when you live for him. What can you come up with? What did he say? You can gain the whole world. So no matter what you think you can get out of this life, he says that's not worth more than your soul. So when our soul is in the hands of Jesus Christ, No diamonds or pearls, no gold or silver, no money, nothing is more precious than our life being in the hands of Jesus. Watch how the angels work that are for you, the angels that work on your behalf. In Matthew 1 and 19, the Bible says, then Joseph, her husband. Being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus For he shall save his people from their sins. Don't miss what happened when we just started reading it, Brother Brad. It says Joseph was was ready to put his wife away. Try to abandon ship because she'd come up pregnant. And Joseph, no, that ain't by me. We've been saying that a long time, a long, long time ago, men. Men been saying that a long time ago. Oh, that ain't my baby. Men been saying that a long time. That ain't my baby. And so, and so Joseph was like, that ain't my baby. She out of here. But the angel, the angel, the angel, the ministering spirits were heirs to them to salvation. The ministering spirit, the angel came and says, don't you do such a dumb thing. So angels are used to minister to us. Angels are used to, to assist us so we can do God's will. So you don't have to worry. God has his angel. When he doesn't want to do the work, he let the angels do the work. We know this text, Matthew 10, Matthew 4, verse 10. Then said Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only 
shalt thou serve. Watch this. Don't miss this. Let me see if y'all locked in right now. 11. Then the devil leaveth him. Keto. Key. We just read the devil leaveth him. What happened to the devil leaveth him? The devil had to go. Because here comes the angels. So what are you worried about? God is on your side. When we tell that joker, it is written, he gots to go. And when he go, we've got angels that come and uh, just make us feel better. <laughs> there is a warfare in the spiritual realm. Second Corinthians 10 and 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That should help us to have better relationships with one another. That should help us to have better relationships with one another. When you say something crazy, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm in tune with God enough to say, they don't know what they said. Don't even worry about it. That, 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 that demon get, got one over on them. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to roll with that? No, y'all want to blame the people. They know what they said. We just crazy. And when you do that, the demon working you over. Why, why can't we just say, eh, they ain't worried about it. Demon working them over right now. That's why they're talking crazy. That's why they're doing crazy stuff. The demon is working them over right now. And all I can do is command the demons to leave them alone. So I go and pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever is troubling the mind of that person, whatever is influencing them, Lord God, to behave ungodly, I pray that you will command that thing to leave them, Lord. Will you command that thing to leave them, Lord, that they will not any longer be controlled or influenced by that evil force? Set them free, Lord. And then they walk over and says, I know I sounded crazy a while ago. I didn't mean that. And then you just smile because you knew what you did. I told y'all one time I was driving the winter fire. Kids were smaller. And I'm driving up. And everybody's just making noise. <laughs> Wife making noise. The baby's making noise. I'm sure Peyton wasn't making any noise because she don't make noise. She'll stay right there and <laughs> she'll stay back there because she, she don't like long drives and stuff. And so if anything, she'll start throwing up. She won't say nothing. All we look back, we see her throwing up. Oh, Lord. But, but you know, it had to be Jordan and his mom going back and forth because they go back and forth all the time. And I would just drive and I just got tired of the back and forth. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let this car be quiet so I can have a peace of mind and keep driving. In the name of Jesus, I command silence to come into this car about two minutes later it got quiet and then the Lord had to tap me on the shoulder and say it worked <laughs> the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said didn't it work I said yes Lord it worked because they sleeping right now and I'm driving <laughs> we've got power church God has entrusted us with that prayer power 
And all we got to do is open our mouth with the right motives and just search, seek the Lord, and God will do it. He will do it. But most of the times, I got to tell you this, I'm almost out of here. Most of the times, we have the wrong motives when we're praying. If you want to know why prayers sometimes don't get answered, motive wrong. Motive wrong. Because we're praying from our vantage point, from our feelings and emotion and how we see things. And God is like, you think I'm going to answer that prayer right there? No, sir. Daniel kept praying until the answer came. The response was delayed, but Daniel kept praying. The answer to your prayer may have been delayed, but like Daniel, keep praying. Don't let pressure, struggle, or challenges get into your way and make you think that you need to just stop praying. Don't stop praying because the situation haven't changed. The devil wants you to say, I know God heard me the first time, so I don't know why he ain't doing it. Is that what we're going to lose, really? <laughs> Let me share something with y'all real quick and get out of the way. Y'all don't know this, but all the sports people that, that's in this church, they know this. So the young people, I'm not taking a stab at y'all, Gabby, but there are some things. So the young people can't really tell good time if it's not like um, digital. I'm not messing with it. They got to do mathematics to tell the time. But anyway, <laughs> if it ain't digital, right? <laughs> All right, I'm not messing with the young people. I, I'm sorry, Gabby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but, but here is where we've come. This is why it's so important that you hear what I'm saying tonight. Here's where we've come. So they got this football player, little young guy, really sharp, really good. His name is Colin Murray. He's a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. And so he wants to get a pay increase two years before he's due a pay increase. Because in his mind, I'm good. And you need to pay me ahead of time. And apparently, the team haven't budged yet to pay him ahead of time. So guess what he did? He removed all of his connection with the team. So usually when you look on his Instagram page, his social media platform, you will notice he is the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And so he removed everything, and then everybody started asking him, well, what's going on? And, you know, he wasn't saying nothing. And finally, it came out that he wanted more money, right? But... The team hasn't decided yet. And so today he's apologizing. Oh, that, you guys started saying things. I really didn't mean that. Now he's, up, he's cleaning up. Why? Because, because, because you know what y'all do, young people? You put your business out there all the time and you get caught. Stop putting your business out there all the time. Because when you put it out there, you're telling people everything that's going on so they, can, they know how to attack you. Same thing about the devil. The devil can't read your mind. God is the only one can read mine. But when you put it out there, the devil can read it. The devil reads your writing. The devil reads your texting. The devil reads your social media. So he knows what's going on. So I'm just telling you that we got to be sharper than what, 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 what we think we are. And so we, we do stuff sometimes because, you know, we're frustrated and we're mad and we get agitated. But don't give up. Don't, don't do like Colin Murray. You don't have to let the whole world know you're frustrated. Even when you're frustrated, just hang on in there. You know what? Let me give, give, um, give a, um, because she know how to hold it down. 
she get a fist bump because she, she know how to hold it down. That no matter how crazy it gets, you know, just some of y'all just that good, though. No matter how crazy it gets, she holding it down, holding it down, just to hold it down. She know how to hold it down. And, and no matter how crazy it gets, she's still making it work. And she keep waiting and trusting on the Lord. Church, let's not get all frustrated when God don't respond right away. Let's not start getting all, getting temper tantrum. Push! Somebody say push. Push! Somebody say push. Pray until something happens. Stop complaining. If you praying and ain't nothing happening, keep praying. And don't stop praying. Because when you're praying, you can't focus on all the other stuff that's going on around you. When you're praying, you can't be all mad about stuff because your head is down and you're just focused on praying and calling on the name of the Lord. James says in James chapter 5, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The righteous person gets what he or she desires when they pray in faith and according to the will of God. The Christian's most powerful resource is communication with God through prayer. Somebody say amen. Some people see prayer as a, as a last resort to be tried when all else fails. Our priorities are the reverse of God. The reverse. God is first. We pray to him first. First prayer. Tell your neighbor first prayer. The Lord is pleased to answer our prayers according to our needs, but make no mistake about it. God only answer prayers that is according to his will and that which is for our good. So don't get it twisted. God answers prayers that, are, that is according to his will and prayers for our good. So what you may think is your good, God may not think that's for your good. Well, not think because God don't think God knows. We think, but he knows. Daniel did not practice habit prayer. But an all-out intercession prayer is what he practiced. He did not engage in mindless chatter. But he had a laser-focused prayer life. He did not approach prayer in a complacent manner. But he was intense. And continuous in seeking God. He did not pray to put a mark on a checklist. He prayed with a determination to succeed. Just a little throw in real quick. You won't have a lot to pray about if you ain't doing nothing. Now I ain't going down that road, Brother Tom. Not, not going down there because that's cutting too many people. We, we, we pray repetitious prayers because we ain't doing a whole lot. When you're doing a whole lot, you got a whole lot to pray about. You start getting to some stuff like, oh, Lord, because you realize there's a whole lot going on. But when you aren't doing anything, the only thing you can do is pray the same prayers over and over. And I'm not telling you something is wrong with that, because if you didn't get the answer yet, keep praying those prayers. For prayers to be effective, we should pray in faith. 
For prayers to be effective, we must pray in the spirit. For prayers to be effective, we must pray fervently and earnestly. For prayers to be effective, we must pray boldly. For prayers to be effective, we must pray positively. We can either approach prayer as a duty or an honor. I urge you to approach prayer as an honor. Daniel had been in the presence of the most influential people in the world back then, yet he never missed his privilege appointment in prayer with the Lord. He did not view prayer as a judgery, but rather as a delight. In the world Daniel was in, he knew he had to stay in the presence of the Lord through prayer. You can't view prayer as a duty. You can't view prayer as a check mark. You got to view prayer as a necessity, as the source of life. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says, call on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The Lord encourages us multiply or, or, or should I say multiple times to call on him. He says in Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. In, a, in Isaiah 30 and 19, God will hear you when you cry. In Psalms 50 and 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. Ask and it shall be given you. That's Matthew 7 and 7. Take the Lord upon his promises. Cry out to him. He will always, he will always hear you when you cry out to him. Prevailing prayer is a privilege. The prayer that prevails refuses to let us grow complacent or rest. It keeps pulling us. The more you pray, the more you keep getting pulled to prayer. The less you pray, the less you want to pray. And I'm here to tell you, for those of us that have been just gutting it out every 5 a.m., it's not easy for anybody. Don't you think somebody else got it easier than you? We all struggle to wake up at 5 a.m. because most of us have jobs. And most of us have to, when we get done, prepare our day and get children ready and all kind of things. And so it's hard to wake up every day at 5 a.m. or before that and pray. But guess what? Because you're praying now it's hard to lay in the bed even when the alarm clock go off and you feel like boy I need to just get a little bit more rest you know you can't because God is calling you to prayer God is saying come on we've got something going on here the fire of the Holy Ghost is burning the power of God is moving and something is happening in your spirit something is happening in your church something is happening all around you because you dedicating yourself to prayer prevailing prayer can reach into the highest heavens it can shake the lowest hell it will get the response from God your prayer is heard when you're praying constantly you will hear God say one day your prayer is heard if you will engage in the privilege of praying prevailing prayer know assuredly that your prayer the answer of your prayer is on its way. The Spirit of the Lord longs to say to you and me, your prayer is heard. Be like Daniel and keep praying before the Lord because your prayer will be heard and God will send the answer. Daniel waited on the Lord for his prayer to be answered and we will have to do the same at times. However, the Bible says, 
that they that wait upon the Lord. God has it all covered, church. You can complain about everything that you want to, but that's because you want to complain. But if you will take God at his word, guess what? He says, guess what? He says, if you will wait on the Lord. Did you remember? Let's stand. Do you remember what we read earlier in the text? Put back up the text from earlier. Can you find that? Daniel chapter verse number 13. Go to 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. Maybe always right. Go back to 10. Don't hurt yourself over this. Go back to 10. 10, 10. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon my palm, upon the palm of my hands. 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, men greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. For unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Daniel was probably tired, worn out from praying. And when the angel came, the angel touched him and gave him strength. God backing up his word. That says, they that wait upon the Lord. He was waiting for his answer. He was not wavering. He was still praying. Brother Lewis, he was still praying. He was waiting upon the Lord. And as soon as the answer come, he didn't even get the word first. He got the touch first. He was renewed. He was strengthened first. And when he got renewed and strengthened, then the answer came to him. So you keep waiting while you're praying. <laughs> you keep praying and keep waiting. Because your answer will come when God says it will come. You don't have to worry about when or if it will come. Just know it will come. It's just a matter of when. And God is the only one that knows exactly when. Keep on praying for your answer. It's on its way. It will come. Nobody can stop it. It can be delayed. But it can't be stopped. Prevailing prayer will prevail. Give the Lord some praise in this house. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Oh, God, you're so great and greatly to be praised. God, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for allowing us to come together one more time. We feel your presence. We receive your word Lord God and we want your will to be done in us Lord God that you will continue to move mightily in this church Lord God for Lord we know that you're up to something and whatever it is that you're doing Lord God we humble ourselves and we give ourselves to you to say Lord here we are Lord God we love you Lord Jesus even in our weariness we will keep praying Lord God even in our discovery moment. We will keep praying almighty God. Even in our disappointment, Lord God, we will keep praying, Lord God. Even, Lord God, when we, oh God, have lost some of our hope, we will keep praying because, Lord, we will take you at your promise. We will take you at your word. For God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he will repent. Had he not said it and so, shall he not bring it 
to pass. We will trust you, Lord God. We will keep praying, Lord. Church, we got to keep praying. Church, we got to keep praying. There's a breakthrough that has happened. But God wants to take us even further. God wants to take us even deeper. God wants to take us even higher. There's a breakthrough that's greater than we can ever imagine. Keep on praying. Keep on calling on the name of the Lord. Keep on trusting in God. Keep on believing His Word because God is able. He heard you the first time you cried out to Him. The first time you called on His name, He heard you. Oh, God, I love you. I love you, Jesus. 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 I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, you're so good to us. You're so good to us. And, oh, God, we will keep on praying. We will keep on crying out to you. We will keep on, Lord God, seeking you because you are our everything. Hallelujah. Father, bless us tonight as we go from this place. Will you keep your hand upon us? Oh, God, I pray that the power of God will move upon each and every one of us. Let your peace that passes all understanding rest upon us, Lord. Impart your wisdom, will you please, oh, great God, that, Lord, we will trust in you, that we will be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we give you the praise and the honor. And, oh, God, we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name. Don't forget, give to the building fund. I love you, church. I love you so very much. God bless you. Have a great rest of your evening. Hallelujah. I'm not turning back now.